Welcome to the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need, regardless of where you're applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sixth forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. I'm Tiff and I work as a higher education champion for the University of Suffolk. In this episode, we will be talking to Kate Greenwood from the apprenticeships team at Cambridge University Hospitals. Kate was interviewed by my colleague Lucy, who works for Anglia Ruskin University in Cambridge. In their discussion, Kate focuses on the science and non-clinical apprenticeships pathway at Cambridge Hospitals. These types of roles include junior scientists, biomedical support workers, pharmacists and management roles. Kate also discusses how the application process for an NHS apprenticeship works, including the support an apprentice at Cambridge University Hospitals receives during their placement. I am joined today by Kate Greenwood from the Apprenticeships team at Addenbrooke's Hospital in Cambridge. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kate. Could you start by telling us a little bit about your role? I'm the manager in the Work Opportunities team at the hospital. Our team facilitates the apprenticeship scheme, work experience, careers talks and widening participation projects within the hospital. So Kate is coming to talk about the science and non-clinical apprenticeship route at the Cambridge University Hospitals Trust. Could you tell us about what types of professions come under the science and non-clinical and how they might differ from other pathways? Yes, so we have other pathways which are more clinical, such as nursing and allied health professions. But I'm speaking to you about the other roles. So that includes scientists. The people who would do apprenticeships would be kind of junior scientists, biomedical support workers, medical lab assistants, clinical engineering roles, pharmacy technicians, and then other non-clinical areas are clerical and admin. You might get office administrators, receptionists, call centre staff, corporate service staff, and management roles falling to that as well. They have a mixture of patient and non-patient facing. They might work directly with members of staff, which help the hospital run. And then we have support services roles, such as estates and facilities. They facilitate the buildings and the capital around the hospital. And that will include roles such as plumbing, gardening, carpentry and project managers as well. What types of strengths and skills would be ideal for someone choosing to go down this pathway? So for science roles you would need good previous science qualification. So if you're starting at a level three intermediate or advanced apprenticeship you would need good GCSEs in science but you'll need A levels including a science if you want to go down the degree route. Sometimes universities will ask that you've also got prior experience in a lab area as well. And you need interest in investigating and researching and good manual dexterity. You'll also need a good level of English as well as there's a fair amount of admin involved in the science roles. And you also need the ability to work in a team. For all of the roles and the admin roles, you need good communication skills, written and verbal skills. Good with people is really essential in a hospital because you need to be able to work with members of the public. And you need some confidence or an ability to develop confidence so you can speak professionally over the telephone or face to face. If you're looking for the estates type roles, you need good stamina. You need to be good with your hands and doing manual duties. You need to be able to use your own initiative. And you might need to also work in shifts in some of the roles. You might have to work weekends, evenings 
meetings and take it in turns with other members of the team. For the higher level management roles, you will need an understanding of the more junior roles. So you need to understand the diversity of the skills within the team and also the health and safety requirements. And for any role in the hospital, you need to understand our trust values of being safe, kind and excellent and be able to put them into your working practice. Thank you, Kate. Can you give us an example of some of the types of apprenticeships that you offer? Yes, so within the science areas, we offer levels from intermediate up to degree level. You can do a healthcare science apprenticeship at level two, level four, level six, which is the degree. And then you can do a lab technician apprenticeship at level three. And then you could go on straight to do the level six after that as well. Usually we would employ people onto a level three, so an intermediate apprenticeship, even if you've done your A-levels, because we find that if you haven't got experience in a laboratory area, a level three apprenticeship goes really well alongside your first role. And many people who started with us on a level three and gained that qualification and then gone on to study the degree route as well. We also offer a pharmacy apprenticeship. So we have an advanced pharmacy technician apprenticeship for people working in the dispensary area in the pharmacy department. For estates and facilities, we offer advanced apprenticeships in carpentry, heating and plumbing. And we also have clinical engineering in our clinical engineering department. For our admin apprenticeships, we offer customer services, business administration, anything from intermediate up to a higher apprenticeship. They're available for school and college leavers as well as existing staff so we often advertise looking for brand new staff but some of our staff who don't have those qualifications can also study them while they're working. We also have admin type apprenticeships in digital marketing and social media and for internal staff who already work with us we're looking to offer more apprenticeships as higher apprenticeships such as project management, specialist HR apprenticeships and we're even looking at our masters in leadership and that will be for anyone who is in an admin or a clinical role because it will be really relevant. Amazing. It sounds like there's so much on offer. What are the entry qualification requirements for some of these apprenticeships? Can students apply straight from school after doing their GCSEs? Or would you say it's probably more beneficial to study science A-level or even a healthcare subject at college before applying? It really varies. So to come and join us on an intermediate or an advanced apprenticeship, which we're advertising externally, we can take people from school leave age. The only restriction on that is if you're looking at a more clinical apprenticeship. So if you want to do a nursing apprenticeship, there are restrictions in the wards where you do have to be over the age of 18. So if you're looking at those, you do want to go and do your A-levels or a B-tech and something to do with health first, because that will be really beneficial. For the other ones, you can join us from the age of 16, as long as you've got good GCSEs. And if you want to get your foot in the door and start working. If you don't have the experience to apply for a higher level course, what alternative foundation courses are there? Most of our apprenticeships that we offer to external people at the moment are the intermediate and advanced uh, rather than the higher apprenticeship. Because some of our higher apprenticeships are quite limited, we sometimes reserve those for staff who are already working with us. So if you come and join us and study a level three apprenticeship, so an advanced apprenticeship, you don't have to have your A-levels at that point. If you do have your A-levels or equivalent, you are at an advantage because sometimes they can be quite competitive. And if you've managed to study and show that you've got good organisation skills, you also might shorten your apprenticeship slightly because you may have studied elements of that apprenticeship. So that can be fast-tracked a little bit. I'll also put you in good stead to go on to study a degree after you've studied the level three. 
So one thing that we are hearing again and again through this series is the importance of passion and work experience. Does the Cambridge Hospitals Trust have a work experience scheme for young people to sign up to? We do, and we run it through our team. So our team are called the Work Opportunities Team. We facilitate all the work experience in the hospitals. So on a usual year, we would offer up to 600 placements in the hospital, which are a mixture of shadowing, careers talks from Insight Days, talking at careers events and things like that. At the moment, the work experience is on hold, unfortunately, until the end of 2020 because of the COVID situation. However, when it is up and running, we have a lot of opportunities. So we ask people to apply through their school or college. If you're no longer at school or college, and you can call us directly and look at our website. We also have a really good young persons volunteering scheme, which is for 16 to 19 year olds, where we ask you to sign up for a number of weeks and you get some really good experience working with patients on the wards. We've got a particular interest from people who want to work directly with patients in a healthcare setting who come onto that. In the meantime, if you can't get work experience in the hospital, as we're not offering it right now, gaining experience anywhere within the community, working with members of the public, working on your communication skills, showing that you've got organisation skills is really helpful. You might want to volunteer in a charity shop, in a care home, volunteering to help the elderly, especially during the COVID situation where you might have helped someone with their shopping and also paid work in retail demonstrating that you can communicate with people you can also demonstrate that you've got the trust values that we ask for of being safe kind and excellent showing that you can talk to and understand people also getting that type of experience makes you realize whether you do want to be patient or public facing or whether you'd rather be a bit more behind the scenes and helping in the background and also personal skills such as your hobbies sports if you're a team captain if you've helped coach others if you've organised quiz nights with your friends, if you've mentored friends in these, they're all really helpful. They would help you in an interview situation. They'd help you in the job role as well. Thanks, Kate. Where is the best place to look to see current apprenticeship vacancies? And is there a specific time of year when certain positions are available? At the hospital, we advertise our apprenticeships at various times of the year. They don't really line up with when people are finishing school and college because we will look at it on a needs basis. So when our service has a vacancy and a need that's when we advertise we do try and update our website to let you know when things are coming up or if we've got a big campaign coming up our hospital website is www.cuh.nhs.uk so CUH stands for Cambridge University Hospitals if you go onto that website there's a link called working for us and then another link called careers and there's an apprenticeship page on there we've got two different main types of apprenticeships we've got the what I call the non-clinical and the science and then also the clinical which are more the nursing and allied health professions as well we also link up to the national apprentice website on the government website and the training providers that we're working with for each particular apprenticeship they will also advertise and promote the vacancies that we're running through them as well you can also email us on our email address which is apprenticeships at adambrooks.nhs.uk if you've got any inquiries Okay, so one of the huge benefits of doing an apprenticeship is the chance to earn a salary as you train. Could you tell us a little bit about the starting salaries that different apprenticeships offer? When we're advertising for our intermediate and advanced apprentices, we are often offering those on a fixed term contract under an apprenticeship salary. So we would expect that this would be your first job role in that type of job. So you'd have little 
little to no experience and therefore the, the salary goes alongside that. So the starting salary for us is just over £10,900 for the first 12 months and then it moves up to national minimum wage until the end of the fixed term contract. However, many apprentices gain a permanent post before they finish that contract so they'll be offered a job within their department or they'll find a job that they can be promoted to in a, in a slightly different department but they'll carry on studying their apprenticeship till they finish that. If you're joining us in a role where it starts with a higher or a degree apprenticeship you will be offered a permanent contract to go alongside that and usually that would start at a band two salary which is around £17,500 a year. That will depend on the experience and the time that you've been in the role so quite as I said quite often the higher apprenticeships offer to existing staff so you'd, be, you'd stay on the salary that you're on really. Is there usually a salary rise then as you progress? Yes, so for those joining us on higher level apprenticeships, they would normally start at a band two, but when they get part qualified or finish their qualification, depending on what course they're doing, they will quite often gain a promotion. So if you're in one of the science roles, you'd normally be at a junior science level, biomedical scientist, assistant type level. And then when you get your qualification, when you become a qualified scientist, you would move into a, a qualified role. So usually the banding goes alongside that. A really good thing about our roles is if you join us on a band two contract and you start studying an apprenticeship, but for some reason, if the apprenticeship doesn't work out, if you can't commit to the studying, if things happen in your life where you can't finish that, you don't lose your job, you get to stay in the job that you're in. So if you don't get the qualification, you don't move up, but you still get to keep working where you are and on the same salary. With any apprenticeship, there will be an element of studying as well as being on placement. Generally, how does the studying part of the course work? It really varies depending on what course people are studying. We work with many different training providers and many different courses across the hospital and they, they really are quite different. Intermediate and advanced courses will offer one day a week learning. For our more admin type apprenticeships, the colleges and training providers actually come on site at the hospital and teach the apprentices. If we've got a cohort studying the same thing, they will go to a classroom on site. If there's just one or two people, normally the training provider will come into their department and teach them on the job and assess them just in the workplace as well. For the more manual, for the for the science type roles and the estates and facilities, they will go to the college base one day a week because they'll have the facilities there to study. For the degree routes, they will go off to the university. Sometimes it's one day a week and sometimes it's in a block release. So they might do a week or two at a time to do a certain module. And then the rest of the time they'll be working in the workplace. Working with the NHS can offer an incredibly rewarding career. However, it can also be quite stressful working in a hospital. So how are apprentices supported during their training? We have a really supportive network in the hospital. So we have our team, the work opportunities team or the apprenticeship team, and we look after the pastoral care of the apprentices. So we engage with the training providers to make sure that everyone's on track with their learning and they're getting enough time to study. And then we will help support if anyone needs a bit of extra support with that. Away from that, in the department, there's always a really good network. So 
Usually they'll have a buddy or a mentor in the department as well as their direct line manager. And then usually there'll be a senior line manager. They will also make sure that these are going well. And then when they're studying at the college or university, they'll also have an assessor who will be there to make sure they're on track and feedback and help support them. Could someone doing a higher level apprenticeship with the NHS expect to be offered a job at the end of their course? Yes. As I said earlier, usually if you join us on a higher level of apprenticeship it will start off as a permanent contract anyway so that will be the job that they have and then when when and if they become qualified sometimes part qualifies sometimes if there's two parts of the apprenticeship it might start at a level four and then go on to a level six sometimes after studying the level four they might get a slight promotion and then when they study the level six or they get the fully qualified degree they will also be offered a job at the end of that as well but it does vary depending on the course that you're studying and the job role that you're in but we would always let you know when you come to an interview how that will work thank you so much for talking to us today kate before you go do you have any final top tips for someone looking to apply to a science and non-clinical apprenticeship I do. You need to show enthusiasm for working in a hospital environment, explain your willingness to learn and your motivation to wanting to commit to studying an apprenticeship. So we want to make sure that you understand that you're studying as well as working at the same time, which can be a bit challenging. We really want you to understand what the job role is. So make sure you've read the job description that comes alongside the role and show an understanding of what the apprenticeship is. Check your spelling and grammar. This is really important. It shows that you've got attention to detail and also be really important in the job role that you're working on and for writing your assignment. Don't be afraid to contact the department at the time that you apply to ask for more information, ask to visit the department and get a feel for the environment. In a situation at the moment where we can't have that many people on site, they might at least be able to send you some photographs or have a remote meeting with you to show you their office. And it also shows that you're really keen. Interview tips, be really positive, smile, even if you're feeling nervous. Research the trust values, I've said a couple of times, but safe, kind and excellent. It's really important to us that our staff act in a safe, kind and excellent way and that you understand what that means. Have some knowledge of what the hospital is and what the NHS is and how working in the NHS might vary from working outside elsewhere in the industry and have some questions ready at the end of the interview that shows that you're interested and that you've considered the role. Also know that you don't need to be overly confident. If you're applying for an apprenticeship, we're not expecting you to have loads of experience or know exactly what you're doing. Quite often the managers will offer an apprenticeship if it's competitive at the interview. They will offer it to the person that they feel would get the most benefit from doing the apprenticeship qualification. for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcast at soundcloud.com slash take your place or on your favorite podcasting app you can also find us on instagram where we are at take your place underscore he on twitter at take your place he and on facebook at facebook.com slash take your place he forward slash you can also email us with any questions, requests, or just let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.